following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are set to begin our number two on a Tuesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Lomas Brown for the Lions Radio Network in less than five minutes on the win over the Packers. What about the matchup Sunday against Fields and the Bears in the Windy City? We'll hear from Lomas, Tim Stout from our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing on game one for Tom Izzo and Michigan State Hoops last night and Spartan football. On every bowl list I'm seeing, they're projecting Michigan State to be bowl eligible. Thinking that they're going to beat Indiana and Rutgers. And Penn State on the road, playing with house money. We'll talk MSU football and basketball with Stout. Here in about 30 minutes, Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com on game one for Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball last night. And what about the college football playoff rankings? It really doesn't matter to Michigan. You control your own destiny. You win all your games, 12-0. No one's going to keep you out of the college football playoff. We'll get a Michigan basketball and football update from Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com offices in Ann Arbor. Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com columnist. We're in about 80 minutes. And Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort with all the updates on the jackpots, shows, giveaways, and everything happening in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We threw out our Bud Light huge question of the day. With all three teams winning last weekend, there's renewed hope in the Lions and Michigan State. Michigan continues on a collision course where I believe they will go to Columbus and beat the Buckeyes. They have better O-line and D-line play, and I just think they're a tougher football team. So our Bud Light huge question of the day, how will the Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State finish their football seasons? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's what 866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. And also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who will play their first hoops game inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR on Thursday. I'll be there. Try and join me. Get your tickets at the local ticket outlets and the Van Andel Arena box office. Or just Google Van Andel Arena or the Grand Rapids Gold. And every Thursday home game 
for the gold at Vanandal Arena will feature $2 hot dogs and $2 beers 6 p.m. until halftime. That's every Thursday home game, starting with the home opener Thursday night for the Grand Rapids Gold. Superfly and I will be there. I like first. First time something happens. I think it's cool. So you want to join and answer that huge question of the day, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's get his thoughts on the Lions getting that win Sunday against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now they get a mobile quarterback in Justin Fields on Sunday in Chicago. Lomas Brown, Lions great, part of the Lions radio network, standing by on the Meyer guest line. Welcome back, Big Lomas. Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing today? Doing good. Uh, how much did that defensive performance start to finish or finish catch you off guard on Sunday? Well, I mean, I you know, I, I like what the defense has been doing. I mean, again, it hadn't resulted in any wins, but man, huge. They look so much better than they did earlier during the season. So, you know, still, there's some things that we have to improve on. And, of course, the injury bug is taking a big, big hit with our defense and with our team, period. But, you know, I like some of the improvements I've seen. I like what these guys, how these guys are being aggressive. You know, so it's, it seems to be looking up with, um, with this secondary coming along and helping this team get some wins. Uh, why the inconsistency on offense? We see a great first half from Goff and the Lions O against the Dolphins. We've seen uh, bad full games for the most part uh, at Dallas against New England. Uh, they can disappear. They can look as good as anybody in the league. Why that inconsistency? Yeah, yeah, that, it, it is puzzling. Is why the inconsistency at home compared to the road, and of course, we know the challenges that you have going out on the road. You know the noise. Uh, you know just the travel, just all the different things that you have going on, the unfamiliarity of being in a different city, a different stadium, and maybe that's having an effect on the Lions, because you're right, man, at home they seem to be a lot more relaxed, Uh, they seem to do, you know, and again, it's a lot of different reasons for that, you know, so... To me, it's just something that Dan Campbell, that coaching staff, they're going to have to keep emphasizing with those guys and trying to make things as similar as they can at home as they do, you know, trying to make it as similar, you know, on the road as they do at home. So those are things that we went through as huge. Even with Wayne, there would be some years where we would be better at home than we would be on the road. And we would try all kind of different things and kind of simulate being on the road to make the guys more comfortable. And I just guess that's what Dan Campbell and the coaching staff are going to have to try to keep emphasizing to those guys in the locker room. So how do they, I guess it starts with Goff, and he's missing some wide-open reads uh, at times where he just he wants the bailout underneath throw, uh, downfield, stretching the field. Uh, I keep seeing wide-open receivers, but he chooses to throw in the coverage. That, you know what, Hughes? And to me, I, it was kind of scary, uh, you know, with him on Sunday because he looks spooked early in that game. I, and, and, you know, and I didn't really understand why 
because the pressure really wasn't, you know, he really wasn't getting pressure to hit early in the game. But just like you said, man, he missed some uh, some some wide open guys. Uh, some of his ball placement wasn't where it needed to be at. And I'll, every time he does that, huge, I look, I go straight down to his feet and I watch his base. And every time his feet aren't set. Um, they're moving around, um, and that's what causes the inaccuracy. That's what causes the overthrows when he doesn't get his feet set. So I thought he did a better job of stepping up in the pocket instead of stepping out of the pocket and trying to avoid the rush. That puts a lot of pressure on your offensive lineman when the quarterback steps out instead of stepping up in the pocket. I thought he did a better job at that, and hopefully, man, he could start off a little faster than he did because, to me, I thought he started off shaky. Um, it was just a good thing Aaron Rodgers was worse than he was to start that game off. What's up with Rodgers? He, he looks incredibly frustrated. And, again, I'm going to watch it on TV and checking out the DVR. He almost has that buyer's remorse look of why would I come back to this? Oh, my God, huge. He looked terrible. He looks he looks old. He looks worn. He looks like an old pair of worn shoes. <laughs> I mean, he, man, I, I, I was like, wow. And, and his body language. You would just look at his body language, and there was nothing positive about it on Sunday when they played the lines. I mean, even when he completed passes, it just seemed like there was no pep in his step or anything. And definitely when he overthrew guys and he didn't play through those interceptions, his body language is just terrible, man. So you're right. What does it like bias remorse? Even though I don't know how you have bias remorse when you make a $50 million a year. You know, so, but he does, he just doesn't look like the same quarterback, and that doesn't look like the same same team that's been that had back to back thirteen win seasons. Lomas Brown for the Lions Radio Network, former Lions great on the O line, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Uh, this matchup with the Bears, the Bears have been all over the place. One week they can look like uh, they're a five hundred team, and the next week they look like the worst team in the league. And they figured out, hey, we're going to let Fields. Uh, run with the football instead of trying to make him a pocket passer. And Fields put up 180 last week against the Dolphins. Yeah, we know that's what gives the Lions troubles is mobile quarterbacks. And they're going to have to definitely tighten things down. Um, uh, you know, when we face uh, Justin Fields, he seems to be getting, you know, what huge is it looks like the game is slowing down a little for him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know when you first year how fast this game can move, but it seems like it's slowing down for him. He seems to be getting better and better each week. He knows this is a big game against the Lions coming up. He knows that it's a game where he's capable of not only um, looking good with his feet, but also being able to use his arms. So the Lions are definitely going to have to be disciplined in their pass rush this week. And they're definitely, if the secondary can do like they did against Green Bay, which I thought they did an excellent job of sticking on those receivers because Aaron Rodgers had nowhere to throw that ball a lot of times. 
times. That's why he was just trying to, you know, using his feet just to move around and buy time. But the secondary did an awesome job of doing that and not getting a pass holding a pass interference call. So if they can repeat that on Sunday, I think they'll have a great, great opportunity to beat Chicago. Lomas, always appreciate the conversation, my man. Enjoy that trip to Chicago, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks, huge. Take care. All right, back at you, Lomas Brown for the Lions Radio Network, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Our Bud Light Huge Question of the Day, how will the Lions, Michigan and Michigan State, finish out their football seasons? You can answer that, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I think the Lions will end up being a five-win team. I think just luck and and what happened last Sunday. Four-win team? I'll go five with a lucky game or a game we don't see coming. So five and 12. How will Michigan finish out their season? They'll be 12-0. They'll go win the Big Ten championship, and they will make it to the national championship game and lose to Georgia. And Michigan State, if Peyton Thorne can find consistency, I know we're just talking about consistency with golf, but if Thorne is consistent, they'll beat Indiana, they'll beat Rutgers, they'll finish 6-6, six and six, lose at Penn State, and end up, worst case scenario, the quick lane bowl in Detroit, and that wouldn't be bad for them to finish their season with a big crowd against a MAC team where they could win that bowl game, where this team was, how they bottomed out, how they fought back. That's not a bad ending. Now, if they would beat Penn State, I think then they move into that Florida Sunshine Bowl conversation. That's how I think the Lions season. I'll go with, I'll stick with five and 12. Five and 12. They got some winnable games there. They got the Bears twice. They got Carolina. Minnesota, you make your own luck. But adding TJ Hawkinson, hmm. He bailed out Cousins, a guy who isn't good under pressure. That is such a huge pickup for years to come for the Vikings. They'll never let him go. So you tell me, our Bud Light huge question of the day, how will the Lions season play out, Michigan and Michigan State? Bud Light, by the way, is served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. To the callers online, stick around. We'll get to your opinions. Also, next couple of segments, we'll get updates on Michigan State. Hoops from Tim Stout and East Lansing and also Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Dirty oil can easily wreak havoc on your vehicle's engine, so be sure to change the oil at recommended intervals. And for a motor oil that outperforms conventional and synthetic blends, try Mobile One, the full synthetic motor oil that keeps your engine running like new. Ask for Mobile One at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And don't forget to pick up a Wix XP oil filter to complete the job. Because when it comes to oil changes, we've got you covered at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our talented producer extraordinaire. We originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio each and every day. From our flagship station, 96 won the game in downtown Grand Rapids. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports and our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, will join us in a moment. We'll get his huge opinion on game one for Izzo and Spartan basketball and what about Michigan State football? Will they make it to a bowl game? Anthony Broom for the Wolverine.com on Michigan's season opening regular season victory last night at Chrysler Center. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com later. Let's go talk to Tim Stout. Stout on Sports Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show is tape delayed, and you can hear it weeknights at 6 p.m on AM 730 in Lansing. Timmy, uh, what did you take? I know it's northern Arizona, but uh, what did you like and not like about game one for Izzo and the Spartans last night? Well, you know, northern Arizona played like a lot of these teams that opened seasons against Big Ten teams. They were overmatched to begin with, but, you know, I thought Tom Izzo used this game to get everybody in, to see where everybody was, even Jade Nakins, who played some, and I think he wanted to get him some kind of game experience before going to the West Coast so that 
you know, I, I think Michigan State's going out there to give them all they want, Bill. I mean, the pressure's on Gonzaga. They won by 31 at home last night over, or was it 40 when I went, 41, I guess they won by last night at home over North Florida, but same thing. I mean, a lot of those teams to me are six of one, half dozen of another. They're just going on the road and getting blown out. But I think Michigan State, you know, they played hard last night, and he looked at a lot of different combinations to see uh, you know, how it was, you know, going to set up for him moving forward. It's obviously very early. <laughs> Excuse me. I consider that a spring training game for all these teams. It was for Michigan State, and I think they passed the first test. Now he'll see what he, they're leaving tomorrow, and that'll give him a couple days to get acclimated, uh, you know, to the new environment out there. And even if they win, they're going to be ranked. And if they don't win and it's close, then I still think it gives them plenty of optimism for the long year ahead. Yeah, I, they got a deep roster. It's not star-studded, and I think they need Aikens to give them like 15, 17, 18 a night come big boy play in terms of non-conference in the Big Ten. But, you know, he's on a staff solid, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the win by Michigan State football over Illinois, one of the most surprising wins I can remember in a long time when it comes to Michigan State football, maybe since Rocky Lombardi went down the pandemic game at Michigan, and the Spartans hammered them in year one for Tucker. Yeah, I agree, Bill. That's a good analogy. I mean, that game, his second game after getting blown out at home by Rutgers, and Michigan looked good in prime time, went easily at Minnesota. They play the next week in Ann Arbor, and there's no reason to believe going in that Michigan State was going to make much of a game. They were an enormous underdog, much more so than they were at Illinois. I called the Illinois game a very good win, and a horrendous loss because uh, there was nobody anywhere, you know, realistically that thought Michigan State, based off all of its circumstances, was going to go in and play that team on the road with a massive crowd, with everything that it had to play for, with all of the momentum it had. And then the way that game played out, I kept, wait, wait, I kept waiting for Illinois to wake up. And I thought the first drive of the third quarter, which in my mind is such a huge drive in any game, and Illinois went straight backwards three plays. And frankly, at that point, Bill, I, I thought to myself, I think State can win this game. I just don't think Illinois, I, this is just simply not their day. That said now, it, it just absolutely it makes the Big Ten West absolutely crazy because I'm certain Illinois is going to lose at Michigan. And that's going to give them, you know, another loss in the conference, three. And can they beat Purdue at home this week? I mean, there's just so many unknowns about who's going to end up from the West getting into the championship game. I, I mean, I, it, for me, it's a horrendous loss for Illinois, but it's an extremely good win for Michigan State when nobody thought it was coming in. As you remember, the first play of the game was an interception, and you thought, you know, that's exactly what you expect is going to happen. Illinois is just going to waltz through here and blow them out. And that's why I guess you play the games, because sometimes, you know, it's all that analysis that we provide, and it never turns out that way, and certainly it didn't turn out that way at Illinois. His name is Tim Stout. Stout on Sports Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. So uh, most of the bowl projections, for what they're worth, have Michigan State now in a bowl game banking on wins over Indiana and Rutgers. Well, I looked this morning, Bill, at the top where we were doing it on the air, and uh, it's obvious the bowl projections of the big four uh, that do this sort of thing, uh, have them clearly winning over Rutgers in Indiana and losing to Penn State. 
because all of them have them in the quick lane bowl, December 26th at 2.30 p.m. The difference is who they would play. There were three teams mentioned that I saw, Buffalo, Ball State, and Toledo, which to me would be, you know, brutal in terms of your image. You play those teams in September to get two quick, easy wins, which they did get with Western and Akron. That, to me, would be, you know, the bowl system to me is so goofy to begin with, but if they did get in there, they would have a chance to finish with a winning season, and toward that end, they could win four of their last five games if that's the way it plays out. I'm not sure that is the way it's going to play out because I think there are going to be a number of six-win teams when the Big Ten season comes to an end, and then there will be political jockeying as to who's going to get sent where. It would make the most sense put Michigan State in Detroit because I think that's a legitimate holiday because Christmas is Sunday, so everybody gets Monday off. You won't have to pay a lot of money to drive down there, go to the game, and go home for a lot of people that never can go to a game like that, and it's indoors. So from that standpoint, it would make sense to put Michigan State in there if State's 6-6. Six and six. But here's my scenario uh, that we were discussing the other day with some of the Michigan State people. If for any reason Michigan and Ohio State both make the Final Four, which is no lock, obviously, but suppose they do, that bumps everybody in the Big Ten up a notch, okay, and potentially sends either Penn State or the Big Ten West winner to the Rose Bowl. That bumps everybody up another notch. And I think if State somehow could beat Penn State, which I wouldn't say it could do, but they'd play for that, and finish 7-5, and five, they could almost backdoor their way into a New Year's Day game in either Tampa or Orlando because that's a Big Ten bowl, and a 7-5 and five team under that scenario, frankly, would have a chance to make it. And under that scenario, Michigan State would be finishing with four consecutive wins, be 7-5, and five, and would be somewhat more electric to its own crowd. They always draw well in Florida, Bill, and they have not been there in some time. Now, there's 9,000 ifs in there. The biggest if is can they beat Penn State, because I think they'll win the next two. The second biggest if, will there be two Big Ten teams in the Final Four? However, I guess you could say it's not out of the realm of possibility over the next three weeks in a year where we've seen a lot of surprises, if you tend to agree with that. It all comes down to two Big Ten teams getting in, our good friend Brian Kelly and LSU winning the SEC because then you're going to have that yep. argument, and it's going to uh, Georgia has one loss, Tennessee has one loss, but one forty thirteen at LSU. LSU beat Georgia one uh, the SEC. This is hypothetically speaking, and they have some quality wins. Uh, trying to figure that out while Michigan Ohio State. Let's say they play an epic game thirty eight thirty five. Michigan wins. They go to the Big Ten Championship. They win. They're in. Now Ohio State with one loss. Their quality win is Notre Dame or Penn State. And I don't think that's going to get them in. Just like if Michigan would lose and they're lining up against Tennessee's resume at 11-1 and and Michigan 11-1, and they're not getting in. The only thing that could help both Ohio State and Michigan is that they're both huge TV draws. That, plus the fact Michigan fans or Big Ten fans need to root for Texas to be Texas Christian on Saturday, which I think is a great shot to happen. Toward that end, uh, I think uh, if Oregon or Southern Cal can win out, Southern Cal would have to beat Notre Dame, who is now ranked. Or, and then you got the Pac-12 championship game. If there's one of those teams with one loss, that complicates it. 
LSU does complicate it because it's already like seventh and has a chance to move up. I mean, you obviously, Bill, are likely going to have at least two teams with one loss in the Final Four if Texas Christian does not finish undefeated and Michigan and Ohio State play each other. So that gets us down to two, assuming that those two can win out. And while I think Georgia's clearly the best team, you know, you still got to play the games, got to play the SEC title game, got to play the, you know, you, you got to get through the end of the schedule that they have. I agree with you. I think it's a long shot that there's two Big Ten teams in the Final Four, other than the fact that there are going to be at least, as I see it, two one-loss teams at minimum that are in there. And LSU is a is a wild card at this point because I think LSU is going to have to play its brains out and really look impressive in every game the rest of the way, which it might do uh, the rest of the way. But even if they get in, Bill, with two losses, that's two SEC teams, and that's you know that's always an issue. And if Texas Christian beats Texas, and if Texas Christian wins out. I don't see how you can leave an undefeated Power 5 team out of the Final Four, and I think somehow they would get in. You know, this is the way it is every year. You get down to the last three weeks in November, then there are seven and eight teams, and they're all jockeying to make it in the Final Four, and it usually kind of plays itself out the way you would think. But it's fun to speculate about it, especially because you have the same two in the Big Ten who were the monsters this year in Michigan and Ohio State, which sets up a – I claim it's like a playoff game when they play anyway. Because when they play, the winner of that almost assuredly, of course, is then going to be in the Final Four, if you agree with that, too. Well put, well said, and I'll take the algebra exam later and figure out what you just stated to the audience, Tim. You are the professor. For everybody. I love but I love this time. I love this time of year, though, because that gives us something to talk about. That's Amen. the college football. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot to talk. It's great for radio because everybody looks at this stuff, and it's great to talk about because even at the end, if you're just bowl eligible, where are you going to go? Who are you going to play? When are you going to play the game? And and um, it, I mean, I I think it's a lot of fun. That's what that Illinois game set up, though, for Michigan State. That set up the rest of their season because now they can salvage something, even if they don't beat Penn State. So we'll see how it goes. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You can hear the huge show weeknights. At 6 p.m. on AM 730. Timmy, uh, enjoy the night. We'll talk soon. Okay, good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling. All right, Tim Stout checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. We do have our Bud Light huge question of the day. How will Michigan State, Michigan, and the Lions finish out their football seasons? You can answer that question at 1 866 838 4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge at huge show on Twitter the huge show on Facebook all of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team the Grand Rapids Gold they're playing basketball games now inside Van Andel Arena their first home game at the Van is on Thursday night and every home Thursday game with the Grand Rapids Gold will feature. beers and $2 hot dogs, 6 p.m. until halftime. Every Thursday home game, including opening night, and you can join Superfly and myself at the game. Get your tickets at the local uh, Ticketmaster outlets, Van Andel Arena box office, and just Google Grand Rapids Gold Tickets. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
Hockey season is here, and Red Wings fans can discover why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Download the BetMGM app today and make every game and every play mean more than ever before. When you sign up, you'll enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, boosted odds specials, and the best daily promotions in the business. With the trust of MGM Resorts, the BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on hockey or on any of your favorite sports. Download Download the app and take the king of sportsbooks with you wherever you go. Get ready to turn game time into showtime. Go for the goal and light the lamp with BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League and the Detroit Red Wings. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Find savings like 10% off general merchandise apparel and shoes with Emberg's. Get $5 off instantly when you buy $40 of holiday decor, trees, lights, or ornaments in the seasonal department. And buy one, get one 50% off when you mix or match select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we broadcast from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store studio. Ken Cal, voice of the wings in a moment. They're playing some great hockey. Completely different team. The way they move the puck. Just the, the lines. There's so much to like about this team. There really is depth in between the pipes. Stevie Y is building something special. He really is. We'll talk to Ken Cal in a moment. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com on Michigan Hoops and Michigan Football in the college playoff rankings coming out later tonight. We'll hear from Anthony in Ann Arbor here in about 20 minutes. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com and Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan will be by. 
Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com. That is SoaringEagleCasino.com. But like the huge question of the day, how will Michigan, Michigan State, and the Lions finish out their football seasons? You can answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Looking at the wings through 12 games, 7-3, two OT losses, 16 points. And just the visual, moving the puck, uh, how they look like a next-level team compared to a year ago. Can they sustain it? Ken Cal, voice of the wings, checks in on the Meyer guest sign. And Ken, I know we talked, I think, on opening night, uh, but you have to be pleased with what you're witnessing right now early in this season. Oh, absolutely, especially with all the injuries that the Red Wings have. You know, when you miss a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi, only played the first two games, and, you know, half, half of their uh, top lines are out, so uh, they're players, so it's good that they're they're playing solid hockey for their new coach, Derek Malone. But what I really like uh, huge is the fact that they're playing really good defensively. And there were a couple of stinkers in there so far after 12 games, but for the most part, especially on this last three-game win streak, uh, they've kept the puck out of the net and and playing really good in front of their goaltender. So that's a positive thing, and I think in order for them to win, that's the way they're going to have to play. They don't really have many superstar players. They're not going to outscore their opposition, but they can shut teams down, and so far they've proven they can do that. I love the power plays better than it was a year ago, 18th in the NHL, and the goals against average uh, is 11th. So that's going to win you some hockey games and a different look to this team from a year ago and battling through injuries. But Stevie Y, with what he's built up between Detroit and Grand Rapids and beyond, they do have incredible depth. Well, one of the things they've wanted to really focus on this year going into the season was limit the turnovers, especially in the offensive and defensive zone. And the other thing was uh, not allow teams to get on-man opportunities, on-man rushes, you know, in on goal. So they've been able to do that for the most part through the first 12 games this year. And as you mentioned, special teams weren't very good last year. They've improved so far on the penalty kill. I think they went the first 17 times short that they didn't allow a goal and gave up a few. But the overall, the penalty kill has been good and the power play starting to come along. And I think last year they were last or almost last in the league in power play situations. Ken Kell, Voice of the Wings, uh, joining us. Uh, Wings taking on the Canadians uh, tonight. Uh, who has surprised you? If you had a, a three-star list on uh, three, two, and one, uh, with three being the best uh, for the Wings early in the year, who would be your three stars? Uh, wow. Well, you know, I, I will say, first of all, I, I'll tell you three players, and I don't know how you would rank them one, two, and three, but I think Billy Husso's been really good. And obviously – your goaltender has to be good if you're going to win games in the National Hockey League. And you'd, all you have to do is look over at the Blues and how they've struggled right now. And Huso came over. That was another great pickup by Steve Eiserman. And right now uh, he's, what is he, 5-1-1, one, and one, something like that, in seven games played. So he's done really well. He's got two shutouts. And uh, so I would say he's been a star this year. I think Dylan Larkin's been really good. Most consistent player, I think, game in and game out. There's only been two games so far this year that he hasn't re- hasn't had a point in. So you can count on him on a regular basis. 
And I would say Dominic Kubalik has been terrific, too. He was a pickup from, you know, he played with Chicago. He was a 30-goal scorer, I think, his first year in the National Hockey League. And he's 26 years old. He's come in, and he's right there with 15 points with Dylan Larkin. And, you know, he scored some really big goals for the Red Wings, including that game winner against the Rangers. So those are three players right there. Uh, I, but But you look at, the acquisitions that Steve Eisman made in the offseason, all of them are contributing in some special way. David Perron's been terrific. Andrew Kopp, who missed the preseason, starting to come around now. I really like him as a defensive player. Pew Suter, I think, has been playing really good for the Red Wings, and he was a guy that Steve picked up a couple of years ago. So overall, the whole team is contributing in their own special way, and you know that's what you need. This team, this team, like I said, it's, they're not going to blow teams out on a night by night basis. They, they're really going to have to play it tight to the vest, play their own game, and try to shut down the other teams. And when you watch them shut down and win against the Cavs, the Islanders, and the Rangers, and they're playing that style of hockey you just mentioned, it's not going to be eight seven games. Uh, it's really impressive, and it's something we haven't seen in a while uh, in terms of the Wings. Well, no, and, and last year, all you have to do is look at how many goals the Red Wings gave up. I mean, they were on the receiving end of a, quite a few whippings last year, and they gave up 312 goals, so the focus this year was to come in and really cut back on the goals against, and so far, an early indicator is that this team is capable of doing that. What I really like against some solid teams this year is the Red Wings have shut down teams like the Bruins, who are the best team right now along with Vegas in the NHL, there was a two-minute span, which you know the the Bruins scored three times in a minute and thirty-nine seconds. And the game was over. But what I liked about that game is, for two periods, the Red Wings really shut down the Bruins, where they didn't really have golden scoring opportunities. And they did that. They trailed two to nothing in the game on Sunday, and then in the second period, I think they gave up one really good scoring chance, and then kind of shut them down the rest of the way. So, I think the Rangers are struggling just a little bit right now, but. You know, you got to give kudos to the Red Wings as far as their overall team defensive play and making sure that they 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 stop the other teams from getting great scoring chances, and they've done that. Kenny, have a great call on the Wings Radio Network with Detroit and Montreal. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Always good to see Detroit and Montreal go against each other, and uh, these battles are always fun. Thanks, huge. All right, Ken Kel checking in on the Meyer guest sign and Meyer. Proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Red Wings. Let's check in on what's on tap at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills. Your home for the Wings, the Pistons, Lions, Michigan State, and Michigan on all the TVs and enjoy your favorite beverages and items off the brand's menu, lunch, dinner, game day, work day, play day. You can check out Michigan, Michigan State, Lions on Sunday against the Bears. You got Michigan State and Michigan. Brands locations all across the state, Brands and Bay City. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, you'll find the Brands in Caledonia, south of Grand Rapids, if you listen on 96.1 The Game. Brands in Holland, if you're tuning in on WHTC off of James and US 31. Johnny Brands in Granville. Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR off of 131. And Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, just east of GR. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. And also, if you want to order up your brand's favorites to watch the game at home, pickup and delivery are available at all locations. Go to brands.com. 
Brands.com. That's Brands.com. And make plans if you're going to be in town Thanksgiving Day weekend. Michigan at Ohio State, my huge watch party, will be with Johnny Brand at the Brands on Leonard. If you're not going out of town, join me for the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. Thanksgiving weekend at Johnny Brands on Leonard. Over 131 in downtown GR. Now, if you miss any of our interviews, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, subscribe, and get them sent right to your mobile device. We also feature... Our free online stream, weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. And Superfly Hayes puts together the all-night, all-day replay. The entire three-hour show repeats every night starting at 6 p.m. at thehugeshow.net and will repeat every three hours until the next show airs. That's the all-night, all-day huge replay at thehugeshow.net. We'll talk some Michigan hoops and Michigan football with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Here in less than 10 minutes, Mike O'Hara, update on the Lions, and Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, will check in. If you want to join us live, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Big. Bad. Huge.